This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Welcome to Politics Done Right from the studios of KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, your community radio station. We have a great program for you today. Justice Breyer retired and already many are trying to make an issue that President uh, Biden said he wants he's going to nominate a black woman for the position. I don't think that should really be an issue. I mean, when uh, uh, Reagan said, I want to nominate a woman, he did that. When uh, when Senor Trump said he wanted to nominate a certain kind of person with a certain kind of implied values, you know, he did that. As we know, most Americans, whether the media tells you or not, by definition, most Americans are progressive. They don't call themselves progressives. But if you ask them everything that they want, one at a time, policies about the economy, policy about health care, policies about uh, child care, policies about family leave, all the things that progressives stand for, those are the things Americans say they want. But if you say, are you a progressive? They'll say, oh, I'm a moderate, I'm a centrist, I'm a conservative. They all say that. Because what the right has been effective in doing is making the word liberal and making the word offen- uh, making the word progressive offensive to enough people that peer pressure causes many to say oh i'm not progressive oh i'm not liberal but you ask them their values and the values they want are those that progressives want and it only way in america for progressive politicians that get elected not to affect their values, their policies, given that most Americans want them, is to have the only undemocratic institution in our country override the will of the people. And that undemocratic institution is called the Supreme Court. And because of the way the, uh, the, the shared balance, the balance of powers work, you require such an overpowering of the other two branches of government to overpower the one branch, the Supreme Court, 
that in effect it is undemocratic and it is how a minority rule occurs in this country and why progressive values or progressive tenets are going to be so difficult even though we can we have to maintain the fight it's going to be so difficult to attain when you have a conservative court that cares more about a plutocracy than it cares about the people now today we're going to have a we're going to dis uh, the, the form of capitalism that we practice a whole lot. I don't want anybody to believe that somehow Egberto Willis and politics done right is somehow anti-business. It's not. What it is, is that we believe in free enterprise. We don't believe in a, an economic system that abuses people. We believe in free enterprise. Go have your own pizza shop. Go have your own grocery store. Certain parts of our, uh, of our economy, health care, should not be in the private sector for profit. Because when you break your leg, do you get a chance to shop around? Is there a lot of different options that you have? No. Therefore, it does not belong elsewhere. So those are the things we believe. So you're going to hear us knock a whole lot. We're going we're gonna to talk about the credit, dollar, and gold, the fallacies that go around in our minds because of how we were indoctrinated and taught. We're going to show where San Francisco, which the right likes to beat up as being that place that is really screwed up by liberals, how actually San Francisco is screwed up by the policies of a plutocracy. You can get Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right. On YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. Before you get started, please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds, KPFT in your minds. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support, that is there to provide what that nourishment that we need. 713-526-5738. KPFT.org. Visit us online. Contribute online. KPFT. 90.1 90.1 FM. You can visit us at kpft.org. You know what I have to say? Let's get busy. Here's a message for my Texas Democrats and to put it bluntly, Democrats all over this country. You know, I received a call from my wife that says it's the wild, wild west here in Harris County, Texas. We just have police get shot up by guns, etc., etc., etc. And of course, we know the violence by guns. It's getting getting worse around the country, etc. Now, Democrats are concerned about whether they'll hold the House, whether they will win state senates, whether they will do all these things. But we know that Democrats and progressives have the values that people want. But the one thing that happens is that people don't know. People don't understand who is really fighting for them. So I have a question to Democrats. With all these things being shown today that let us know, that informs us that the policies that we want work and the policies are proven not to work in the red states, etc. Why are we so silent? 
Why are we raising hell about the violence that is occurring with guns, with all these guns here in Texas? You just go get a gun. You don't even need a license. Why aren't we talking about all these sick people that in as much as we have the money, the federal government wants to give Texas the money to get the people healed? Why aren't we raising hell on every single network to say, hey, the Republicans are killing you. Your Republican representatives are killing you. Where are those ads why aren't we fighting with the passion telling the American people, telling Texans, we want to do what's right by you? You know, uh, they, the, the other side, those who are on the right, they love to say or call progressives and liberals snowflakes. You know, one has to wonder if they're not calling us snowflakes because they, uh, they are concerned about uh, everything hurting us, but snowflakes because we refuse to engage the way we should. They lie about what they do. All we have to do is tell the truth and telling the truth will win the vote if we do it. Why aren't we? Let's see. Every case says progressive turns away because of end results of radical policies changing for example, San Francisco into a dump. So what do we call the whole state of Alabama? So what do we call the whole state of Mississippi? So what do we call the whole state of, don't let me continue because I love my Mississippi brothers and my Alabama brothers, but unfortunately those bigger states, those, those Republicans have turned them into bigger states where people die, where people uh, at much larger uh, amounts than in any blue, blue part of this country. So yes, there's a mess in San Francisco, mostly because of capitalism. What has the, uh, the undue rise in prices of homes and prices of real estate done to the average person who cannot possibly afford that? Drive them into the streets to live on the streets. In that, we agree. And Eric Hayes, on things like that, we should agree. The type of capitalism we practice, San Francisco is a, is a bastion of it. And guess what? Nancy Pelosi is one of the biggest capitalists there is. She says it. When they said, Nancy, are you going to pass the law to stop having Congress people who actually make decisions that can affect stock prices, stop investing in the stock market? Nancy says, oh, I'm a capitalist. We're capitalists. She's happy. Look, I like Nancy. She's a strong woman and she comes out with the necessary progressive policies. So I'll give her a, a pass on her, her nature of allowing these folks to invest, but her nature on strong devotion to capitalism. Hey, San Francisco is the bastion of capitalism from the East stocks to all of that. Everything. That is capitalism on steroids is what you get in San Francisco. So whereas Mr. Hayes, you would like us to say, oh, that is social policies that created the, the malaise in San Francisco. I'll tell you, no, sir. What you are seeing is capitalism on steroids, my brother. So thank you for bringing that up so that I could actually explain it, sir. I do appreciate your input into our program. We just couldn't do it without people like you, sir. My brother, we'll have coffee when I get back to Houston. 
you hear me talk about the mythical center a whole lot. You know, everybody talk about these politicians, uh, Biden is moving the entire Democratic Party, or the, the left has a lot of force, Biden to move the Democratic Party to the left. First of all, as if that is an issue or, or that's a problem, right? It really isn't. But I want you to take a look at this and then we'll take, a, take it on the other side. Coming a state in 1912, Arizona has never had two Democratic senators until now. One of those senators is a centrist who keeps independent voters and moderate Republican voters in mind in choosing to support broadly popular positions that are supported by large majorities of voters. The other is Kirsten Sinema. The Washington news media incorrectly depicts Senator Sinema as the centrist and in effect regards Arizona Senator Mark Kelly and 47 other Democratic senators as out of touch progressives who, along with House Democrats, are to blame for pushing Joe Biden too far to the left. The center used to be defined as the place where most voters are. But as our next guest points out, in the headline of his new piece for the Daily Beast, D.C. is a donut. There is no center in Washington politics. Joining us now is David Rothkopf, a foreign affairs analyst and an opinion columnist for USA Today and the Daily Beast. He is the host of the Deep State Radio podcast. Uh, David, this notion that centrism is whatever Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and I don't know, maybe one or two Republican senators say it is. Well, it's a kind of crazy notion. You know, there's this idea right now, blame, blame the left for Biden's struggles, except in the first case, Biden's not really struggling. He had a very successful first year. His poll ratings are higher than Trump's were, and he won the last election by 8 million votes. Um, but in the second case, on every single thing he went for, He had the support of those 48 Democrats you're talking about. And on most of it, he also had the support of Sinema and Manchin. Now, if you say blame the left, you're saying those 48 are the left and it's just these two people who represent the center. Of course, it's ludicrous. In Washington, there really is no center. There's a Republican bloc that seeks only to obstruct uh, this administration. And their Democrats were usually together except for these couple of people. Now, out in the country, it's a different story. And that's, you know, one of the problems we've got. The politics of Washington has become disconnected from the politics of the United States. Joe Biden is a centrist. And if you go through the initiatives he has supported, whether it's child care, education reform, environmental initiatives and so forth, they are all supported by very substantial majorities of Americans, Democrats and independents, the center and the left. So the critique is completely unsubstantiated and out of touch. Rothkaff was much too kind. Uh, He really meant uh, they're obstructionist Republicans and they are Democrats who allow these obstructionists to succeed for a reason. And I always come out and I said, you know, whenever we talk about uh, too many, uh, too many Democrats are in the, in, is, are, you know, for functionally no different than Republicans. We know, we know that's not a fact per se. But when we say functionally no different than Republicans is that the outcomes becomes the same. The people who need, the people who should be served are not. And those that are undeserving get served. We have to break 
that cycle. Excellent piece. Uh, there is no center. Remember, whenever you hear somebody talks about going to the center, what they really means mean is doing what is right for corporations, not what's right for the average American citizen. Eric Hayes says, China is in Africa, and when the debt is not paid, they take it over. That is how they are conquering the world. Um, you know something, Eric Hayes? You are correct. China is filling a lot of these countries up with easy money, just like our, corporation do, do to, uh, our corporations do to the American people and to our government. Let's explain. Right now, uh, Americans used to, as, as productivity increased, after we got the unions involved and after we got everybody to show that they were stakeholders, what happened? Salaries started to go up. Wages started to go up. As productivity went up, so did wages. But Alan Greenspan... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Not Alan Greenspan, but uh, Milton Friedman, the master of, the new master of capitalism, said, oh, no, 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 no. Your job, corporations, are to do whatever is necessary to maximize the profit for the shareholder and of course, you, in, with that, your big, big ass bonuses. Okay, cool. What that meant is strangling the worker again. But we also wanted growth. We wanted to have more products sold, etc. If we're not paying them, remember Ford said back in the early days, the reason he paid a living wage is so that the people who worked could afford the, to buy the car he sells. Well, that was magnanimous. He wasn't being nice. He was just being practical, and that still applies today. But the capitalists learned something else. They learned something called paper, manipulation of financial instruments. So we don't go ahead and give people any more money, no more. We don't increase your wages. It's been stagnant except for this last year under Biden. By under Biden is the first time we've had substantial increase in wages for Americans. And people say, oh, it started under Trump. No, it didn't. What started under Trump was really re, 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 remodelation. Okay, but let's, let's wait for a minute on that. Here's what happened. They said, you know what? There is another way for we to have our peons buy more stuff to make us more rich. So how do we do it? The magic is called credit. Ah, so how? And there's a, there's a, there's a great piece called, you look it up on my website, Capitalism Hit the Fan by economist Richard Wolf. And I've interviewed him several times, both in person and here on, on the show. And what they did is as follows. All right, we're going to keep those wages stagnant, but we are going to make credit very, very easy. So you want to buy a house? Go buy a house. No problem. We know you're going to pay for it because you work. You want to buy a car? Go buy a car. In the past, you used to have to put 30 40% down on your home. Ah, nothing. 
No, no, we even have a 10, 10, 10, 20, or a, a 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80, we put on 10%. We, give, we loan you 10% on a high interest loan, and then we give you a mortgage for the other 80%. All kinds of deals they created to let you borrow more money. What happens when you borrow more money? You pay on that home as much as you can, and you try and you try to pay the mortgage, and you pay, you, 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 you put all your money into that home. But when you hit the fan, when the pandemic comes, when the explosion of the, re, the, the, uh, the, the bonds that, that, these politi- that, that these capitalists put out that, that falls on, on their case, when that occurs, you lose your home, right? So they get to keep them all the monies that you paid on the home before, and then they sell the home. And you, what's, what's interesting about that is whatever they lose on the home, you then have to pay in taxes. Folks, if you don't understand the corruption that is our economic system. So when, when Brother um, uh, Hayes talks about, oh, China is going to Africa and giving them loans and going to all these countries and giving them loans to build roads and all of that. China had the best teacher. It's called America. We don't only do that to countries. We didn't only do that to Costa Rica. We didn't only do that to Panama. We didn't only do that to Saudi Arabia. We didn't only do that to all these other countries. We did it to our own. I don't know if China has started doing it to its own yet, but there's something that I always talk about, and it goes as follows. And it goes like this. You know when you're reaching the end of a system, when you have to eat your own. When, um, you know, America has always been the land of immigrants, right? And immigrants and the POCs, those were the people that you could take advantage of, extract more from them, still keep your society because enough of your society is doing well. But here's the kicker. You run out of people to screw. You eventually run out of all them immigrants. And especially when you have a policy that says you don't want more immigrants, you run out of all these people that you can take advantage of. And then you have to start taking advantage of your own, which is where we're at now. So what has happened? My white brothers and sisters who for a long time in the aggregate, I'm not talking absolute, I'm talking in the aggregate, has done better than everybody else because of the nature of our economy. Now that capitalism needs to eat more people and they've eaten all they could from the others in the aggregate. I mean, there's still an Oprah, there's still a Bill, there's still an Oprah and a few others, right? But that is the thing to, that is just the exception. In the aggregate, it's still there. It has to eat more people to survive. Where else are we going to get 7% growth in an economy that grows at 2 to 3%? I'm talking over time. You have to take it from somebody. And eventually, the laws of math work. You run out of people to take it from. And our good white brothers and sisters are finally in the firing line along with everybody else. And that is why I said there is a natural alliance to be had against the plutocracy. I always talk about it. And I said, whenever we unite the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia, that's a, that's a stereotype. But when we get all these peoples together, everybody, the different factionalizations that the plutocracy created, then we can beat them all.
Eric Hayes says, Egberto, but don't you want us, as does China, to do things on credit? Isn't this the policy being pushed now? Give free stuff? Mortgage the future of our kids and future generations? Remember, there is always a cost to someone giving free stuff away. Somebody who absolutely does not understand economics. Let's first get a few things straight. The dollar means nothing, okay? The, the sole definition of a dollar is a faith that anybody who wants to buy something with a dollar has in it. Nothing more. That piece of paper means absolutely nothing. And for those who say, well, it should have had gold behind it. Can you eat gold? What can you do with gold? All this, this imaginary crap that we've been learned to, that we've been taught to learn is ridiculous. Oh, I can pay for something in gold. Gold is just a placeholder, right? A placeholder for a trade. In other words, if I have cotton and you have, uh, and you have a, a cotton gin, you don't want my cotton. You want to, me to buy your gin so that you can go ahead and buy aluminum and metal. So you don't do all of that at the same time. Trading, trading uh, what they call bartering, is difficult. Because if you are going to barter, it means everybody has to have the exact product they need at that particular time. But, so gold was a stand-in, all right? In other words, I have a piece of gold. If I, I can, I, I, we assert some value for that gold. And I say, okay, I want that bale of cotton. You give me, I, you give me 50 pieces of gold. I give you the cotton gin. And then I take that piece of gold and I go to that guy who sell the metal who are going to allow me to build some more cotton gins. All right, guys. Here's a metal to give me the cotton gin. And then that guy who did the metal goes ahead and he buys the coke and all that stuff that is necessary to make the steel that I bought from him, etc. That's why you have something as a placeholder. All right. Money is nothing but a placeholder. Nothing but a placeholder. You say, well, gold is scarce. There are a lot of things that are scarce, but you can't eat it. If we if something happens in this world where we have to self-sustain, corn can become the latest goal because everybody can actually do something with corn. Everybody needs to eat. But gold? So when I hear all these right-wingers ripping their, their people off by saying, get gold, gold has value, get gold, get... I laugh. I don't want gold. A piece of paper is no different than a piece of gold. Because the value of that piece of paper is backed by America. If that piece of gold is not backed by some country who is willing to fight for it, it means nothing. It has no value. And that is what they haven't taught Americans. It's like diamonds, right? Oh, diamonds are so expensive. we got the bears in, in, in South Africa controlling how much they throw on the market. How valuable can something is if you have one company, one guy controlling how much you put on the market, supposedly to adjust prices? Capitalism is a it's a it's a fevery thing folks you have to understand how it works to understand that it's a smoke and mirrors and when you un understand it in the reality you're like how could we have fallen for this stuff so when it comes to we are we are uh, barter and we are mortgaging i have used that term before as well but it's wrong 
we're not mortgaging anybody's future. All that money that we have in bonds never have to be paid, ever. It is a placeholder for an economic system. What do we want to talk about today? I had a conversation with a friend, with an acquaintance of a friend. I received an email from an acquaintance of a friend. He started an email conversation showing his displeasure with the voting rights bill. The email thread then evolved into a discussion of the 1619 project and much more. I don't know why. The thread within kind of shows his thought process. But anyway, let me go ahead and tell you what he first said. He said, if the 2020 election was the fairest in history with record turnout, what exactly are voting rights supposed to do? It's nothing but a mechanism for election fraud. And you should be careful because once fraud is established as the way the game is played, you might get out frauded. Get it? People have to show proof of vaccine, but not identification to vote. It is so incredibly racist to say black people are too dumb to get ID. That's what this guy, he, he just outright wrote me that letter. You know, so I guess it's because I talk about these issues, right? So I responded to him and I said, you answered your own question. Numero uno, the 2020 election was the fairest in history with record turnout. Numero dos, voting exploded. Numero tres, red states then enact restrictive election rules that bias minorities and poor whites removing drop boxes, allowing hunting and gun IDs and not student IDs. Voting rights bills set a baseline so that those who would bring back the techniques that prevented some who vote could not come back to fruition. It is unempathetic to disregard black people, POCs, that town after town point out their county officials making it difficult for them to get IDs. America is still a very racist country. I live it every day. I have superseded said racism most of the time. Unfortunately, it is a burden white people don't have. It incenses me that people who themselves have prejudices against POCs attempt to make it the figment of the imagination of some. That's what I told him. He replied immediately. The 2020 election was fraudulent. It's not valid. America is so, and if America is so terrible and racist, why do you stay? He says, okay. So I replied, this is my country as much as yours, as anyone else. And I intend to be a part of making it better. I will not simply concede anything unearned to you. I understand that racism is a necessary cancer for the plutocracy to maintain power. So I hate the plutocracy, but love all the people, including you, my friend. But I will not allow you or anyone else to disregard the evil of our founding, nor will I ever let that evil continue without working with allies to extricate it. As I say on my show, most people are good. Most of those who control us, a large percentage of the wealthy, are psychopaths. They use their wealth to program good Americans into a morass of hate. If I allow their infection to work on me, they win. If I don't, even you will eventually join me and those attempting to make a difference from humanity and not capital. That statement says more about you than reality. You are likely one of the few that are immutable. Anathema to a fact-based proof. I am happy that empirically most on the right that I have encountered belief in critical thinking 
and changing after they see the truth. They generally feel gullible and wonder how did they get down the rabbit hole. One has to be sufficiently humble and have real care to get there. Okay, I'm going to pause right there to see what you guys have to say so far. Daniel says, racism is everywhere. Fallacy will end up doing so much more harm to blacks as it will the white people it is designed to punish. Huh? I don't know what you're talking about, but... Franklin wrote, Massachusetts Constitutional Convention papers to remedy those wrongs, at least in Massachusetts. Egberto, I'd like to read that exchange. Is there an article? Actually, I have a, it's a blog and I, I have to clean it up, but I'm reading from the blog that I wrote right now with that exchange. I got to clean it up some uh, because I noticed as I was reading, there are some, some grammatical errors. And at first I was going to leave the grammatical errors in since it was an email exchange. But I decide that I'm going to go ahead and change it after all. Anyway, the acquaintance come back and says, yes, obviously you are a citizen by choice. Why did you choose to come to an evil nation? Why do you stay in an evil nation? I can't leave. You can. Liberals openly brag about stealing the election through fraud. We do. Where did that come from? Me don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, we'll hold on with that. I replied to him and I said, I chose here, meaning America, because it has its tentacle in every country in this hemisphere. Few understand that the immigration problem and many problems from Central America to South America to the Caribbean is influenced by America. From the Chicago Boys, capitalism to the expansion modified manifest destiny, I decided to stay where the, where the control existed. Speaking about the evil under which we were founded is not debatable, though it's redeemable. Again, you want to speak about the evil of our founding, it's not debatable. All the things that we have done during and after our founding, it's, it's in the record books. But that doesn't make it not redeemable. It is still redeemable. As I said, I have the right as much as you do or anyone else sends the natives to be here. I intend to be a part to make it a great country for all, not just a few. Be well, he replied. My ancestors were here 100 years before America existed. They weren't evil. And nobody born in a foreign nation has any right to live here. You are trying to destroy the nation that welcomed you. You are trying to destroy the system that made you prosperous. You are so full of hate and jealousy that you are no longer rational or logical. It's a very, it's very sad. You must be miserable. This guy's talking about me. I mean, uh, I am, I'm like, I am the one that you're calling mad. I am the one that you're calling. I, you know, it, it is, you know, it, it, there's this thing that, um, that people of color, specifically black people always call about, um, that angry black man or that angry black woman. If we raise our voice or if we, we say a little bit something out of being mellow, you're angry. But he's the one getting angry. He's the one calling me out. He's the one that's telling me how evil or that I need to go home. Not me. I'm being inclusive. So I replied to him. It's a good one. I said, 
If your ancestors were here just 100 years before it's founded, like any non-native American, you were on someone else's ancestral land. That is not debatable. If they took land with violence, they did evil. If they were ceded or bought land that was taken with violence, they were complicit. None of that is debatable. America welcome me? I will leave that for another thread some other time. But again, just like America migrated thoughtful, I mean, throughout the hemisphere, including creating Panama and the canal, which my ancestors built, my migration to America proper is apropos. With all due respect, I do not accept the notion that I do not have the right to be here from anyone whose ancestry is from yet another continent. You have no more right than I do. You can feel like you do, but you don't and never will. Number five, I have no hate for any human. If you knew me and listened to my show, you would know that I have no jealousy of absolutely anyone. Uh, jealousy is an ins insecurity in one's nature. I was lucky to be raised by two parents who ensured none of uh, their kids had that. Six, I can understand that you would think I want to destroy the system. I want a system that serves us all, including you, of one that is, uh, including, instead of one that is antiseptic, that antiseptically enslaved. I gave up a very successful software company, you can look it up, for doing full-time political activism because in my success, I actually saw how it was the ability uh, because of economic design to disaffect most. I am not your enemy. Your enemy is a system dependent on us at each other's throats. I will be civil and respectful to you. I will not, however, allow you to believe that the way things are somehow is somehow ordained and divine. At some time, the eyes of most will be opened just like they have been open for some time. Okay? Except, last one, except for the pain from my daughter's second stroke and her fight to get back to normal, I am the happiest I have ever been, even though I am 91% less prosperous doing this work. What I mean is I've lost 90% of my income, okay? Doing this kind of work. But I'm the happiest I have ever, ever been, bar none. Because you finally feel like you're doing something for humanity. You finally feel, you know, uh, when we sit back and always ask the question, why don't somebody do this? Why don't somebody do that? You look in the mirror and you say, well, maybe that somebody has got to be me. All right, I'll, I'll pause here with this response because I see some more commentary on the screen. So let's go. Uh, I know Daniel was going to be a big part of this, but let's let's continue. Um, uh, let's see what we have here. Egberto, I'd like to read the exchange. I'll, I'll, I'll clean the exchange. It's posted already, but I got to clean it up, clean up a lot of grammatical errors in it. Anyhow, Michael Rennes, Egberto, I'm going to read it properly when you post the link. 
a bit distracted right now, getting a call to go visit the great uncle. Hey, give your great uncle my regards, please, Michael Rudden. In fact, give him a big hug for me. Bruce says, the dialogue with my friend is difficult, but maybe productive. Thanks for the help. Hey, Bruce, notice I didn't include your name or your friend's name in the dialogue at all, because I like to maintain people anonymity, but you're the one who <laughs> spilled the beans. <laughs> all right, Daniel Ledo says, Leftist Marxists have polluted the minds of American blacks for decades with a victim mentality. We are seeing the consequences of those lies in deeply divided America, where millions of blacks wrongly believe racism surrounds and oppresses them. The fault of that is squarely at the feet of people who share ideology with Egberto Willis. Thank you for saying that because you give me a chance to expand on that. Let's, let's, let's dis dissect Brother Ledo. Leftist Marxists have polluted the minds of black Americans. So first they say black people ain't stupid. Now you're saying black people are stupid. That our minds can be polluted to think that the, the racism that we live with every day ain't real. In other words, when I go into a store and they're following me, it's my imagination. When you actually, when my credit is great, my credit rating is great, and I go for a car, and somebody with a credit rating a hundred points below me gets a better rate than I do. Oh, it's not racism; it just happens to be. When I go for a bank loan, I'm writing a new a new book of all the tribulations a black professional man has gone through. Because you see, all my, buddy, all my buddies, especially my white brothers and sisters, they know me, I'm always happy. I'm not, a, you know, I don't, I don't hold a crutch. I don't talk about a lot of these things. And they think everything has always been great. From going, from the time I started working in industry, I've gone through so much because of my hue. And I, you know, I just lived through it and walked through it. But the most difficult thing or the, the, the most infuriating thing is when you have a guy like Ledo come out and he says, we are deeply divided in America because we're letting black people believe that there racism, that there's a racism there that doesn't exist. It doesn't matter that he that he sees people flying the, the Confederate flags and saying these things. And he, none of that matters. Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your eyes at all. Don't believe that you don't have wealth. Because those people who could build wealth on their homes, right, who built wealth on their homes, did, and you were never able to, and now they're being, you're being told, lift yourself up. You can do it just like this other guy. Well, this guy had income that he was able to bring in from, you remember when the West was open? The West was open and all those people who were moving West, they got their land. They could, they could mark and mark off as much land as they wanted and take it. But it was reserved for only one set of people. All these things are a part of American history. All these things are exact reason black folk and other POCs are in the conditions that they are in right now. But you don't want people to know that. You want it to look as if it is a genetic thing why they are below economically. When it is a systemic problem that causes it, it's something that can be enumerated. But you don't want anybody learning about it. Because if most, like I preach all the time, most people are good people. They just don't know. And if most Americans knew this, they would say, how could so many, how could a few of my ancestors, because like I spoke to this guy later on, it's a few people that pollute the many. 
It's that bad apple in that container that infects everything else. And those few, the, the bad founding fathers that we had infected the whole damn nation and the good founding fathers just had to stay whatever. Don't, so when Daniel Lado try to imply like, oh, somehow the liberals are trying to make black folks look, believe that there's racism that isn't there, wake up. It's a silly statement, my brother. Michael Rennes says America is a land of immigrants, has at various points in its history chosen, chosen to choose their doors to certain peoples. And it's almost always people of color. I don't know when it wasn't people of color. Bruce Pollard says we had a nice chat about what evil means. All right, let's see. Um, Daniel Lido says liar. You want to replace the system. You have to destroy the, only, the one currently in place. You want to replace the culture. We have seen how you do this by destroying the traditional culture. Just be honest. What is culture? What is traditional culture? Let me continue reading because I think it is funny how you say we want to destroy culture as if America's culture is your culture, right? You don't mean destroy American culture. What you really mean is you want to have only your culture be the culture of the land. The rest of the conversation, I think, is instructive. Let's continue. Uh, my acquaintance said, my biological father was an American Indian living on reservations. Mother's side goes back to 1600. Daughters of the revolution, revolution and all that. I was given away for adoption because nice white girls don't, don't mate with Indians. My adopted family returned me when they divorced when I was, when, when I was 10. Me and my white privilege and my Indian ancestors were killing each other mercilessly. The Sioux were coming down to the plains at the same time whites were. The entire nation that taken land by force in 1600 was evil is frankly pants on the head retarded. People have battled over land time after time. I'm not doubting that at all. I am just saying you came, you stole land that belonged to somebody else. And yet people do that all the time. But don't try to make it magnanimous. You are a perfect example of how communist propaganda like 1619 Project, uh, uh, BLM, gay rights and everything else exists only to convince people that America is evil and they will destroy it. How did you turn BLM, gay rights? I mean, you lost me there, but it's okay. You bite the hand that feeds you. Curious what you think your job in the commune will be. The acquaintance of my friend then felt compelled to address the 1619 Project. He said, this is shameful, isn't it? Amazing how and openly, uh, how we openly teach children lies. It's designed to make them hate America. So like you, they will want to destroy it. Let me tell you something that kind of behooved me with this guy. In another conversation, this guy told me he was not a right winger. He was not a Republican. He was, he, that's what he tried to tell me, right? In a, in a private email. He wanted to try to tell me that he wasn't, he wasn't following these ideology, but he is, he is falling down exactly the talking points that you get on Fox News. The thing that we got extricate, the indoctrinator we got extricate. So I replied, I find it amusing that you think the telling of our story, America's story, our history, which the 19 Project or Zinn's book makes you hate America. I think those who promote that notion are attempting to instill fear into Americans. It is amazing. 
I find that telling our history and how much we have overcome speaks to our current and potential strengths to change to be better. No race, hell no. There is no race. No ethnicity has a monopoly on violence or evil, when, whether black, brown, white, or white in hue. But we are recounting American history here. We count, we could do Brazilian history and others and apply the same critical analysis. Let me shock you. I hold the Africans who sold slaves to the Westerners in the same contempt as the slave owners. They are all evil. You see, there are the small amount of people that leads, that leads evil. Many of the executives of our corporations are the abstraction of evil for the shareholder, the system. In other words, the shareholder don't want you to know, don't care how it gets the money. He doesn't care that people are getting slaughtered because he's abstracted for it. The executives are abstracted from what their employees are doing to kill, to maim, but commanded by them. And the shareholders don't even know that. The shareholders are even a step aside. Abstracted evil, the shareholder, okay? Look, man, try to listen to my words through an unbiased lens. I'm not attacking you. I have nothing against you. We are all product of the system, but it is on us to see the truth, the puppeteers, and then mitigate it. You should also read the 1619 Project. My daughter is in a Twitter space book club, and I'm learning so much, which corroborated untaught history. Again, we do not need to defend the evils. Whoops, I need to, whoa, here we go. We do not need, where did I, I miss my point? Bear with me a second. Uh, yeah, we do not need, donde estoy, donde So you should also read the 6019 Project. My daughter is in Twitter's Facebook club and I'm learning so much with, uh, so much with corroborated untaught history. Again, we do not need to defend the evils of a small number of our forefathers. It is their doing, not ours. But we sure as hell should not continue to hurt others to protect their legacy. The acquaintance writes back, find it amusing that you think the telling of our story, our history, which the 1619 Project Zen's book makes you hate America. Then he says, and you hate America, openly hate it. You think it was evil. It's evil and has to be changed. How can you love evil? Why do you want to change that which you love? Very little in 1619. This is, is true. Of course, that's not a true statement. Uh, it is just propaganda. It's based on bald-faced lies. Nothing is written by anyone with knowledge of history or economics. It has never been defended by any historians. Of course, we know who wrote the history, right? So when we get, when we get history from the other people who lived it, it's not real. But the master who wanted to make the history sweeter than it was, oh, you, you're ready to listen to that, right? All right. I said to him, I replied, read my words in the context written. You are wedded to the idea that I hate America because it allows you to hate me. Try thinking that just like one has a friend and relative with flaws, you don't know, you don't throw them away. You work with them. The plutocracy wants to take our humanity away. They need you to hate me. 
They need you to think that I want to inflict harm on you or America to justify that hate. If we can concentrate on hating each other, then they continue to rob both of us blind. That is the entire reason I do what I do, to stop it. Again, assume for once that I'm not the enemy, sir. What specifically is not true about the 1619 Project? Well, uh, he then sent me a few links. I read the links. They really was just unobjective links. But he wrote the following. He said, I don't hate you. I don't know you to hate you. I don't even hate my ex-wife. The biggest irony is that what you accuse me of is what you let them do to you with the 1619 Project and BLM. I'm a civic nationalist. That's, you know, he doesn't want to call himself a right-wing racist. I'm a civic nationalist is what he called himself. You know, civic, that, that's a, look, you know what that is. I don't care about color. I care about culture. I am very against multiculturalism. If you want to convert America into something it isn't and has never been, and you think my ancestors were evil, then politically you are the enemy. You are trying to subvert democracy and free market principles. All that work woke crap, all the BLM and 1619 and everything else has one goal, the destruction of America as we know it. You yourself want to destroy capitalism and think we are evil. Again, how can you love what you say is evil? You can't. You hate the nation that offered you sanctuary and where you prospered. You hate the medical system saving your daughter. It's very strange. As far as history goes, I don't subscribe to the great man theory. I am a people's history guy. Germany created Hitler. Hitler did not create Germany. America created Trump. Trump didn't create it. I, be, I agree with you there, though. That last paragraph, I agree with you. He was created. So I reply. And I, this is where I'm going to, this is my last thing to him, because at this point, I don't do the circular thing. I get the points out and then open it for everybody because I know people in general will see through the minutiae. So this is what I told him. I said, I've read those articles that you suggested, and it is the pushback I would expect. There is so much of our history that is myth and told by those who would sanitize it. But reality is tough. I like the way this Forbes article read, and I gave an objective Forbes article for him to read. Nothing special in the article. But then I continued. The carnage and hate that POC and POCs endured, and though not as bad, continue to endure, that alone should give credence to much in the book. I participate in the debates on the book. It gets healthy and something at times Hannah Jones was too matter of fact. Anyhow, or our initial sin was very violent, instigated by a few, but perpetrated by many. When one tells me that's not the case, it concerns me. As I said, even though I smile and love, I have lived it. Like I said, you choose to be immutable as we speak past each other. You are wedded in an ideology that hurts. America has always been multicultural. Africans, Chinese, Europeans, etc. built this country. 
If we did not have them, America would be different. As such, America is inherently multicultural and no one should allow forced dominant culture to prevail, period. You know, I, earlier Daniel Ledo says, you want to change our culture. What, what culture am I trying to change? America doesn't have one culture. America has some founders that brought in a whole bunch of other people and, and other people brought in a whole lot of people that formed this country. And all those cultures make this country since its beginning. It's not like, okay, we got a, a good American culture and then we had all these foreigners coming in to change it. America was built with foreigners because even the original people who wrote the Declaration of Independence were damn foreigners. So let's get it right. Get it right and stop believing, stop having limited thought processes. Now, I enjoyed our discourse. While you chose not to go down my logic tree, I am sure that seed is in your brain and maybe at some time when you open yourself up, it may grow or maybe not. But like I said, you and people like you, the immutable, thankfully, are a small, even if even vocal minority. As such, you will die out. And thankfully, for the next generations, we will have that society, MLK, and other good people have spoken about a social democracy where your worth is what you decide to bring to the table. You have a wonderful rest of your day. I am done with this thread. You can get any one of my books as a gift for becoming a member of KPFT. Go to kpft.org, click that donate button, select Politics Done Right as the show you're supporting, and go into the gift area and select As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, or you can also get It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, or go to How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. If you get one book... It gives you one particular membership price, two books, you get a discount, and three books, you get an even better discount. So please consider becoming a member of KPFT, and in the process, you get the gifts of the books. You can get Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politicsdoneright, on YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That's it, folks. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, 